podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, welcome. Daily Reds, lunchtime catch-up, Liverpool FC, all that good stuff. On the day after Liverpool won, Crystal Palace won at Anfield in the Premier League. Season's not going well, folks. Said yesterday I was feeling nervous about the game. Started to feel a little bit more confident as the rumour went round that the captain had been dropped and thought that maybe we'd get to see Milner or Naby with Fabinho, with Harvey. And we did. That's what we got to see in midfield. It was Milner, unfortunately, and not Naby. But then you saw the defence and saw the name Nathaniel Phillips and you got that little feeling of gloom in your stomach. And wouldn't you know it, Nat Phillips costs us a goal by not being able to play the offside line because he's not comfortable in a high line. It's not his fault. He's just simply not good enough to play for this team. You can see it when he has the ball. You can see it in his defensive work. You can see it in the fact that he flung himself into a couple of challenges, one in particular that could have been very, very dangerous. Um, Jamie Carragher said after the game, the difference between City and Liverpool, you know, let me just get the exact quote and see what it was that he said. Uh, Liverpool are open to too many counter-attacks. The difference between Liverpool and City is that City don't play mediocre players. And we do. We play Nat Phillips. We play a 36-year-old James Milner. And we bring our captain on to run around and do nothing of note. We can't really criticise Milner or even the captain last night. I mean, they they were okay. They were 6 out of 10. They didn't do anything, good or bad. Henderson lumped the ball a few times, but, you know, he didn't do anything that cost us, but he also didn't do anything that helped us. But the problem is that in this team, okay isn't good enough. Especially when you're in the team instead of Thiago. Like, Thiago got criticised by some after the Fulham game, but if you go back and watch, Thiago actually played quite well in the first half. But he was being dragged down by the fellow on the other side of the midfield. OK isn't good enough in this team. This team Mediocrity isn't good enough. City don't have mediocre players. 
And some people said, oh, well, what would City do if, if Aki and Stones and Laporte were out? Well, they'd slide Rodri to centre-back and play Calvin Phillips in midfield because they've got quality depth. Because they've got good options. Now, Simon Brundish has a mad stat today, which is um, fairly notable. So it's regarding Liverpool players missing games in the first three weeks of a season. In 1819, six games were missed across the first three weeks of the season. That could be three players that missed two games, two players that missed three games. It could be, you know, two players that missed two and four that missed one, whatever. 1927, 2021, 12. And those first three games, that's before Virgil got hurt. 21, 22, four. And this season, as things stand, it's likely to be 26 games missed through injury. Again, that's, you know, a bunch of players missing all three games. Uh, certain players missing one, certain players missing two. Last night, we found out before kickoff that Bobby was injured. Bobby, who got injured a bunch last season and the season before, is starting to break down. Uh, we found out that Joe Gomez had a knock. That's why he wasn't starting. Apparently, he was okay to play half or half an hour, but not okay to play much longer than that, which is a bit odd. Um, then after the game, Klopp tried to say that Henderson had had a knock. If that was true, it would have come out before the game. He was dropped. Klopp was covering for him. But, you know, it's it's not an ideal situation that we're in at the minute. Ibu is out. Joel is out. Joel's going to miss the United game. Ibu's going to miss the United game. Ramsey's out. Kelleher remains out. Thiago's out. Don't know what the situation is with Naby. Was on the bench. Didn't get brought on. Didn't get brought on even as a sub. When the game was crying out for him. Like, as I said, Milner was okay. He was fine. He was 6 out of 10. But the game was crying out for Naby Keita. And Klopp didn't even look at him. And if you're Naby Keita, or you're more specifically his agent, and you're worth your salt at all, you're telling him to decline any and all contract offers from Liverpool. And in January, you'll go and you'll get a pre-contract offer somewhere that you're going to be respected and played we've got issues in the front line Jota's out now Darwin's going to miss three games after being suspended because of the red card last night I mean look he lost his temper he got wound up Anderson played him like a drum but I mean Anderson instigates the whole thing he walks over shoves Darwin, and as Darwin turns round to go chest to chest, Anderson steps towards him, initiates the contact, and then falls over like a building or a tree 
in slow motion. You give credit to Anderson. That's what that's what you want your defenders doing, trying to wind up forward players. But unfortunately now, we play United next weekend with no Thiago, no Matip, no Ibu, and out of form Andy Robertson. No Jota, no Darwin, and potentially no Bobby. Now, Klopp did say Bobby might be back, but we'll hope we won't hold our breath on that one. If he's not back, you would assume that means Mo plays up front. So who comes in on the right then? Because that's the one position that we don't actually have any depth. Jota, I suppose, is the, the fourth forward, so he's the first choice backup in all three spots, but he's out injured. So Mo plays up front. Who plays on the right? Is it Harvey? If it is, then Henderson comes back into midfield. You go Henderson, Fabinho, which doesn't work, and then one. So is it Naby? Well, my money would be on it been Milner. My money would be we see Milderson at Old Trafford. Now, it should be okay because they are garbage. Like, they're awful. But at the same time, you'd be expecting some sort of reaction from them after what they put forward against Brentford at the weekend. So, you know, it might be a tougher game than we expect. Either way, there were positives to take from last night, but the bottom line is that the only thing that really matters in that circumstance is the result, because now we're four points behind City, and I know it's only two games in, but this City team are sweeping opponents aside. They brushed off West Ham like they were some League Two team in a cup game that was just an annoyance for Pep. Uh, they hammered Bournemouth without ever really getting out of second gear, without Haaland having any real impact on the game, and with Jack Grealish on the pitch for 45 minutes. So, they look scary. And we don't. We played well in, in phases last night. I thought up until the goal we were playing quite well. Uh, much, much better than last week. Then they score. Fabinho should do better, but at the same time, he just gets beaten 1v1 by one of the best 1v1 players in the league. Um, It's Nat who makes the mistake by not being able to hold the defensive line. Then we went a bit flat, but we did create some good chances. The, The Darwin one at the back post, in fact, it was the two Darwin chances at the back post after that, or just the one where the defender got his foot to the ball. Either way, we created a good chance after their goal. We created a couple of good chances in that half. Uh, Two of them fell to Mo. There was the Darwin volley that he just completely miscued. Because you can tell he's snatching at things because he's so anxious to do well. You could see it in his performance a little bit. Now, I actually thought he played quite well up until the red card. I thought his hold-up play was pretty good. He was linking the play pretty well. He's making good runs in behind. He was causing them all immense of problems. But we get to halftime, 1-0 down, and you think, right, 
bring Naby on for Milner and we will score here. We will open them up. Get someone on who can be incisive and who can link that left side because the right-hand side was playing really well. Trent, Harvey and Mo, But the left-hand side was very, very disjointed. Make no changes. Come out second half. Still a bit flat. Create another good chance. Darwin gets put through. Again, snatches at the ball left-footed. It seems to hit the underside of one of their defenders' arms, but nothing gets given. So we're still creating chances, even though we've clearly gone a bit flat. Then the red card happens. Then we sort of explode and absolutely batter them for six, seven minutes. Diaz scores an incredible goal, an absolutely incredible goal. Beats five players. Dribbles across the edge of the box past five of their players and lashes it in the far corner with a lovely little bit of curl just to bring it back inside the post. Now, in something that's quite hilarious, James Milner gets an assist for that goal. <laughs> he probably gets a bonus for the assist, even though Diaz had to do it all himself. But then we continue to pile on top of them and we look like we're going to win the game and then Jürgen makes a triple substitution. He brings on Gomez for Nash. You can understand that one. He brings on Costas for Robbo. That one's questionable. He brings on Henderson for Milner. Doesn't really make much sense. And again, we just go flat. We had a lot of the ball, but we didn't create anything between then and the end of the game. He brought on Fabio Carvalho for Harvey Elliott. Fabio looked lively, got himself involved in some things pretty well, but struggled to get any real separation. And the only notable things he did were have a shot from distance. That was a decent whack. And get booked for foul on Michael Elise. The only two chances we had after the triple substitution weren't even chances. One was a Salah half volley from the edge of the box, and one was that Carvalho shot from distance. And that's it. Costas came on, and God love him. There are people who have been clamouring for him to play instead of Robertson for nigh on a year now, and Costas rewarded them with one of the worst substitute displays I've seen in a red shirt. He came on every single cross was overhit by a mile. Every pass was slightly underhit. His set pieces were awful. Just a really, really poor outing for Costas. Now, look, the fella hasn't played in a few weeks, so you, you'll give him the rust factor, but no. Not not quite good enough on the night. Um, so it ends 1-1, it ends and we're quite lucky that it ended 1-1. Because they had two great chances after we made the triple sub. We had no good chances. They had two great chances. Zaha should score from six yards out, hits the post. And Anderson should score on a set piece. Ball gets flicked down to him in acres of space. And he just miscues it because he's sent it back up front. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was the game. 1-1. Uh, some positivity to take from it in, in terms of Harvey Elliott's performance. 
Uh, Fabinho was much better. There's a weird narrative going around that he was poor last night. It's just not in any way founded in reality. Uh, saw some ridiculous claims that he looked leggy, not true. That he was slow in possession. Again, not true. And that he was wasteful with the ball. Completed about 94% of his passes. He made one mistake. He should have grabbed a hold of Ezzy's jersey and hold him down. But at the same time, Trent really should do a lot better in that moment as well. And the goal itself is is Nat's fault, not either their fault. Aside from that, Fab was good. Um, like I said, Harvey was really promising, didn't create a whole lot, but got himself in some good positions, had a couple of decent chances for himself. Diaz scored a great goal, and, and when we went down to 10 men, Diaz really started to load the team up on his back and take the game to Palace by himself. Uh, we saw some really good tracking back from both him and Harvey, some really good off-ball work, which was promising. Uh, I saw before yesterday's game, I think, apologies if this is wrong, but I'm blaming him anyway. Sachin Nakrani, I think it was, tweeted that somebody told him that even though you know Mo has this record of scoring on the opening day every year, but he's never scored in the second game of the season. Um, so that's one that keeps going. Um, but Mo had some bright moments. Like I said, I thought Darwin was actually playing quite well up until uh, the red card. And then he did obviously lose his head after the red card. It reminded me of Mascherano at, uh, at Old Trafford. It was it 0910. Um Look, I'm 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 all for seeing players with a bit of fight to them. I'm all for seeing players stand up for themselves and not want to get bullied or pushed around. He didn't mean to headbutt him. That's the thing. He didn't mean to headbutt him. But he did. He did. As he swung around, he clearly catches him on the chin. Now it doesn't really matter what his intention was. The fact of the matter is he caught him with his head as he turned round. Anderson played for it. Anderson was waiting for it. But that's what it is. It's a red card all day. It's a three-game ban. He'll be back for Everton. Not exactly the type of game that you'd want him coming back for because, well, they're going to just going to try and wind him up from minute one. But we have problems at the minute. We do. We have problems at the minute. Who could have foreseen it when you go into a, mid a season with a midfield like this that you'd have problems? Um, would a midfielder help? Yeah, it would. It would. It absolutely would. Uh, but in good news, Matthias Nunes, the one who would have been ideal, is going to Wolves, uh, where he and Ruben Neves are going to be exceptional together. And Wolves are going to be a really fun team with the two of them. Quedej, Neto, and Morgan Gibbs-White. That's going to be one of the best five-man midfield groups in the league. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we've got James Milner, though. You can't teach that kind of standard setting. You can't buy that in the market. You can't buy the type of rhythm and dynamism that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain has as he sits out for four months. Can't buy these things. Read the rest of this. Stuff on the websites. This is Anfield, Liverpool.com. Lots of post match analysis and lots of post mortem. Um, yeah.
on AnfieldIndex.com, there's two new podcasts. There's Post-Match Raw and there's the Nina Kaiser Show. Listen to both of them. Uh, Guy and the gang will be doing Rate Don't Hate later this this afternoon. And uh, that's it. I, 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 I can't be arsed anymore. I'll see you tomorrow. And hopefully, hopefully I'll be feeling better. Do you know where I am right now? Have you, If you've seen the film Heat, go on YouTube and just put in, shut up, Ralph, sit down. There's a line from Pacino. I'm very fucking angry, Ralph. All of you guys are Ralph. You are all Ralph to me today. So I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.